What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back. We are now on episode 26 of The Optimal Life with yours truly. And episode 26 is with one of my good buddies, Jim Kravanek, commercial real estate agent slash broker. Um, was a former nightlife entrepreneur, guy that was involved in the promotion and uh, management of one of the hottest clubs in Cleveland back in the early to mid-2000s before he ultimately went into the commercial real estate world about 10 years ago and hasn't looked back ever since. We uh, we talk about his his experiences, of course, those those early days at Synergy Nightclub in, in Cleveland. Uh, we talk about parenthood and get into the uh, you know, some of the issues that our children face and the issues that we face as parents in today's society with social media and, and just just how parenthood changes you. I mean, we really got into a deep discussion about that. And, you know, for me, it's, uh, it's a discussion that hits home. And, and uh, we talked about that for a while, how parenthood changes you and, and makes you think differently. And then ultimately finished it up with his uh, his professional path into the commercial real estate world, what his company does, what he's focusing on, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm done boring you with my introduction, so without further ado, please welcome my man, Jim Kravanek. The Optimal Life. Yeah, a little bit. And Closer? Yeah, like t- talking to it a little bit there. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, yeah that's that good. sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, if you keep it like about a, a foot away from your face, give or take. It's weird hearing your voice on a, on a right? It is. It Not is, used to yeah. that shit. I had to get used to that uh, a few times. So that, t- that TV is going to go on the wall, and I might put a... I might put like a treadmill there eventually. Just fill it in a little little yeah. podcast, little, little uh, a little podcast office area down yeah. here. Yeah, not bad, man. Not bad, not yeah. bad. Welcome to uh, welcome to the show, man. Welcome to. So, who is that dude that you're telling me about? Your buddy from uh, Nate. Nate Nate Hahn. Oh, hold on a second, real quick, because uh, this is this is kind of becoming a, a tradition. Okay. Oh, there it is. The silver. It, sound, it the sounds silver a lot. Silver bullet. It sounds a lot better when you got uh, official mic on. That Isn't thing. that crazy? Like, uh, I always found this this bizarre too. Born in the Rockies, like you know, the Rockies when you hear Coors Light, but then they also call it the silver. It's like they've got two brand mottos, like they the do. silver bullet and, and and the Rockies. Multiple avenues of marketing, bro. Which which you probably could talk about. You're, All day. You're, you're the expert over there. But anyways, tell me about the, uh, your so, buddy Nate again. So um, Bring that closer, too, because it's going to be... Good buddy you, you of mine. Bring, or you can bring it. Bring you, know, it. You, right. you can bring it if you want to sit back. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? Just keep yeah, it around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, one of my best uh, friends from high school, Nate Hahn, right? He's He was always... Uh, he was always the kid that was, you know, playing outdoors, uh, getting dirty, um, you know, while the rest of our uh, youngsters were chasing girls. Uh, but uh, I'm going through social media last night, and I see uh, somebody posted something about him. He was on the uh, Colbert show last night, and his, uh, his new stage name is Coyote Peterson. He's like an outdoors type of guy. Um, and he has uh, over a bill, one billion one with a B, 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 with B, 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 one billion views on his uh, YouTube page, uh, and essentially he goes out and he, um, I think his show's called uh, something Wilderness. Uh, he goes out and he plays with animals, and uh, he he has the most views for his one video where he gets bit by some ant that puts you in a paralyzing pain, and he actually forced the ant to bite him. Come on. 
How the fuck, so how the fuck Seriously. did he get into this, man? Seriously, how? Like I said, he's been he's been uh, outdoors, and type. he just said, "I'm going to start putting this shit out there." Honestly, I don't I don't know the path how he's gotten to where he is, yeah. but the fact that he is where he is is uh, pretty incredible. He was on Conan, like I said, he was on um, a couple other late night TV shows, but Jeez. I mean, the kid really came up. So yeah, we got to get him on. We'll get, gotta, him, get him. We'll on the, get him down in here. Got to get him on the, the optimal life side and, uh, side by side optimal life with Jimmy K yeah. today. Nate Haber, that, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so that's cool, man. That's cool. Um, so, anyways, yeah, I, I, we were talking about man, who could, who could I get on the show? You know, I'm always looking for guests and. Uh, Come on, Bray. <laughs> the king, the king himself. Yeah. I was like, man, we could talk. We can go down memory lane. Oh, we, could, yeah. we could talk about uh, all those crazy times, man. Remember the, uh, obviously, the where you are now to where you were, what, about 10 years ago, right? Isn't that crazy? Probably think back 10 about, years ago. About 10 yeah. years, give or take. Yeah. Downtown's changed so much. No question. Why Why is that? I think, um, I think what you're seeing is... Um, like I'm in real estate, and um, when I got into real estate in the late 2000s, you saw a lot of companies moving their businesses out of downtown Cleveland into the suburbs. Well, it's uh, taken a total 180, and you now see companies moving back into downtown. And because of that, you see, you know, all the services. You see, you got to have grocery stores. You got to have uh, bars, restaurants. You got to accommodate to uh, the millennials now, right? And right. so, so it, it's urbanization is what everybody calls it now around the country, and uh-huh. it's it's all for the good, man. Yeah. I mean, there was there was uh, what probably two or three spots to go to when we were uh, kicking tires downtown. Now Dude. there's two hundred different spots to it's hit crazy. up, right? You you guys were at the the Synergy Group Synergy. Uh, Man, t- talk about talk about a little bit about those days. I remember I used to come downtown. I, I remember I go down there quite a bit when I came back for law school. Yeah, and we would be like, all right, what do we do on a Friday night? What do we do on a Saturday night? Oh, West Sixth. What else? There was that nothing was there. It. The flats were fucking done. There, was there were no going flats. On. There was no, there, there was, that was it was a ghost town. Was ghost town. So where do you go? You go to West Sixth. There was very few options, like you said. There yeah. was uh, there was Synergy. Yeah. There was Liquid. Yeah. There was that place they opened under below Liquid Ultra, which was hot Ultra. for remember that, Ultra. That had a good run. It did. That had a, a good, good run, run is like a year and a half, two years in, in this city. Oh, I yeah, mean, that, that's sure. a fucking run. But that's a run. But uh, Synergy, man. Synergy, Synergy was, was nice. Different. Synergy was nice because uh, my partners and I we we tried to we tried to replicate uh, decor from a different market. We we wanted like that cool hip, you know, Miami type of market. Um, Obviously, we're not that, and so it was white curtains, it was uh, go-go dancers, it was bottle service, it was techno music, and that was hot in the early 2000s, right? So, I mean, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I mean, for the first two years, that place was sold out for... I mean, day in and day out, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was just, just banging. And, and, it was a good and, spot. And EDM was just kind of getting big. Just kind of getting big. I mean, you guys had some big name guys that are like huge now that came through there, right? We you had, uh, what do we have? We had uh, Ferry Corson, uh, yeah. Benny Bonassi. Uh, man, and dude, you're going back to like oh five, oh six. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. go back. People now are going, "Holy shit!" You know, back then nobody even knew who this was. It right. was just getting big. It was just getting hot. I and, know. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you guys really, you guys, when you look back at it, you guys really were forward 
you, you kind of like saw we're a little bit ahead of the time. Well, yeah. I mean, listen, know. we were we were pioneers because of the fact that you go to other big cities back then, and and you could get bottle service, and you could be at a nightclub and you yeah. know pump it up. And to our knowledge, there wasn't any any other club that really did that. And so, um, uh, so that's that's why I think we are a little more progressive than. Uh, some of the other spots and and people just people like different you know how it goes i mean as long as you got a fresh spin on something you know um, yeah yeah that's uh that's what keeps it hot right yeah man. <laughs> so that that is uh that that's that, that's 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 awesome that you guys were doing that and and you know you had a you had like a Miami kind of club, man. It was like yeah. a it was like a South Beach club, South in the corner Beach, of man. West Sixth and what is, whatever that little alley West is Sixth over there. Lakeside, man. Lakeside, yeah, yeah. You it, felt like uh, for maybe uh, one or two seconds, you felt like you were at the Delano. It was Miami, amazing, man. like you said. Yeah. The, you walk in there, it's it's chic, it's yeah. it's white curtains. Yep. Jimmy's walk, walking around. Looks like he hasn't shaved in. in I had in the month. beard going. I had the blowout <laughs> haircut. That blowout was <laughs> hot, man. I was rocking it. Dude, your, your life yeah. had to be just, uh, you know, just wild. You know, it was a wild life. Um, yeah, it was a great experience. But you know, I mean, just like, you know, the bar life, a bar rat, right? Is is an empty life. I mean, it's fun, but you know, it runs its course. Mm-hmm. I know people that from from those back t- back downtown days that are still running the same Isn't show. Isn't that so sad when you? That's like, dude, get out of that lifestyle. Years later. Fifteen man. years later, they're still doing you know? it. Still working doors. I mean, listen, working tables. Listen, you know? I'm not gonna lie. If I didn't uh, meet my wife, I'd probably still be one of those guys. But you know, it takes a good woman to. What to, What were those? Some of those years. I mean, like, what was a typical day for you when you're running? You're, and, and, you I know, mean, people, you're, you're promoting, right? You're promoting, promoting the club. You're running you know, the club, managing certain things. Right? Managing, promoting. I mean, frankly, the good part about it was is that you know it was only a couple. It was three days a week, right? Mm-hmm. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, but leading up to that. You got to promote. You got to be out there. Um, I, frankly, I think for a year or two of my life, I went went out every single night and was just promoting the bar. Right, and Jeez. it's it's a hard life. What bro. time would you go to bed? Typically on the week uh, Thursday I'd, through Saturday. I'd say four four o'clock minimum. And that'd be the early the yeah, earliest, earliest you get to bed. Earliest, yeah. Sometimes five six seven in the morning. Five six seven in the morning, but what? you know you didn't have the responsibilities the next day. All uh, you had to do was be at the club again by six seven o'clock at p.m. Why not pump it up late night, right? <laughs> now, were you partying too? Like you're partying yeah, a little bit. I mean, you're, you're staying social throughout it. You're of not, course, you know I was the front. Not, I know? was the front man of a nightclub. You gotta yeah. be. You gotta be like a lot, know, of, a lot of late night uh, late apartments. Night. Yeah, and all yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, listen, it was a great experience, but it, I, I can't imagine living that lifestyle much longer than I already did. How long were you in it for? I want to say, uh, let's see. Probably about three and a half years. That's four it. Years. Yeah, four and years. And it felt like a life. It probably felt like forty. It felt years, like ten man. years, right? Dude, yeah. Ten years. I mean, I probably lost like twenty years out off my life from it. You know, <laughs> Marissa's <laughs> slowly. Marissa's bringing those years back. <laughs> yeah, that's it. One month revival. Time, man. Revival. Yeah, you're, you're, you're you're about halfway back. So. Revival, man. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's a pretty crazy lifestyle, man. I see these guys at the clubs in Vegas. I, I, Ryan Young, who play, uh, came on my show, he's a real estate agent here in Cleveland. Yeah, I know Ryan. Ryan, uh, he was doing Vegas for a while, and he said, yeah. and he said, doing the same kind of thing, you know, working the clubs, doing whatever. Yeah. 
And he said, man, that lifestyle, it's great. It's fast. You know, you're rubbing shoulders with people. There's hot chicks everywhere. Yeah, you mean, know, you're connecting with all these cool people. Um, you're getting treated like a king. Everyone's but, kissing your ass. But what kind of life is that? I mean, there you got nothing you go to home, show for right, it. You go right? home. It's 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 empty. You have cash yeah. in your pocket. Yeah. You wake up the next day. It's three o'clock in the afternoon. You've already missed. Everyone's coming home from work practically as you're getting up. Right. They've been. They got their workout in. They had lunch with their friends. You know. And you're waking up at two, three o'clock in the afternoon, right? I mean, that I was mean, a normal time to get out. Get I out mean, of bed, no I would question. Think. Yeah. No question. You and, know. And so you know, I, 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 while it seems glamorous and sexy, I think if it, if you have it in small doses, you know, I mean, I think it's it's cool, like you said. I mean. It's appealing, right? Yeah. You, you know, you're rubbing shoulders with celebrities. You're doing all that. You're doing all that. Yeah, and right? everyone's kissing your ass. Kissing your yeah. ass. But Hit I me mean, up at the, the table. You I was, the chicks, the Ryan, Ryan and I, we crossed paths out in Vegas many a time uh, before he came back and, and started his uh, real estate career. But, you know, I think it's good. I think it's good you get that. You get that uh, out of your system. Yeah, if you will, exactly. Man. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> you know what? If you don't get, some people don't get it out. You know what? And then they, late in life, they, they got they real problems, down. man. They, they and... got midlife crisis. They never, never did things they wanted to do. I mean, shit. I could, I could say safely that I lived that life to the fullest, bro. Oh yeah. You know? No, no, <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> no regrets whatsoever, man. Nah, man. But it taught you, you know, we're, we're joking a little bit, and it's a brutal, you know, it's a brutal, it's fast, it's going to burn you out, it's going to wear you down. But it is it is teaching you real-world business. It's teaching you about life. I mean, it's teaching you how to communicate with people, how to interact with people of all types of walks of life. No um, question. You know, how no to question. handle yourself in, 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 a, in a situation that might be a little sticky or where there's somebody that's unhappy or... All those kind of things, networking, right? I mean, a lot that, that of, kind of lot, set the foundation. For no you. question. I mean, a lot of life skills that uh, I probably use today in my business um, were developed. Then, at the end of the day, a bar or a restaurant, nightclub, you know, it's a service industry, and you you service your clients just like a sales job that I have now. I service my clients as well. I mean, and so it's developing relationships. It's um, Developing communication skills, you know, I mean, all that stuff, life lessons. I had partners. I mean, dealing with partners. I mean, having partners is fucked up. Yeah. I mean, you got, everybody's got their own opinion. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, uh, it's not always uh, a smooth road. It's rocky road sometimes. And so, you know, I, I learned so many valuable lessons. Um, you know, I had, I had people that I thought were important in my life that I thought were my friends. That, you know, the day I got out of the business, I never heard from them again. So it teaches Those you, lessons, it too. It teaches Those you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean. All of a sudden, they're like, oh, I can't get anything from him anymore. Yeah. Well, where, right. that, yeah. Well, Jimmy, it's been nice knowing you, brother. Hey, he's dead to me. Yeah, he's dead. He's, he's a nothing. He's a <laughs> so, nobody. But that, know, isn't that sad? It is Isn't sad. that fucking sad? It's sad. There's, and that's how so many people are. I know, There's man. so many people that, like, that are like that. The yeah. moment you can't give them something... They're gone. They're gone. They They're don't gone. care about friendship or loyalty or brotherhood or that no, kind of shit. That doesn't man. even. They don't even know what that means. There's no such thing. That, that's in that's that a life. that's a word that those are words that they don't even understand. Right. You know? It's just so sad because that's to me that's more of the norm than anything else. The moment what can you do for me now is gone in that person's mind. Like what can Jimmy or person X Y Z do for me now? The moment that that's gone, those people are on to the next man. Oh yeah. 
it's just the way that the, the way that so many of us are wired, which is I don't know why. I'm not sure why. Yeah, I don't. I, that's a good point. I mean, it, it's a shame. I think you find that. Um, I mean, obviously, in a bar scenario, you'll see that more than other scenarios. But I mean, I don't know. There's it's it's tough. It's difficult to find the loyalty. Um, and frankly, I, I, maybe it's the the world that we live in. But you know, you yeah. look at you look at friends. You know, we've been buddies. We've been friends, buddies from way back in the past, and we're still we're still uh, hanging out because we're we're loyal thank friends, God, thank right? God for our wives, then. for our wives, right? <laughs> but that's but, the thing. Uh, we've never looked at each find, other. But we never yeah. looked at each other. Like, hey, what can you do for me? What can I right. do for you? It's never right. been like that because it's, it's been, been a like friendship that. first. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. frankly, I don't. You know, you know, when you get when you start mixing, uh, you know, it, when you're in a position of influence, like such as you were. Or even when I was in the agent business, you know, I saw that too. The moment I got out of the agent business, my phone's quiet all of a sudden. Yeah. You know, what happened? Yeah. Where's my text messages? Where's my phone calls? Right. Where's everyone? You know, all of a sudden people didn't care that much anymore. Yeah. They're like, oh, he's, 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 he can't hook me up with a player anymore. Or, <laughs> right. you know, get so me an autograph I, or, you know, yeah. tell yeah. me the inside scoop of what happened with the team. We live in it. We live in a what have you done for me lately type of That's world. it. And lately is the key word. That's a shame, man. It's it's across we, the board. We live in a uh, in a tough world, man. We live in a tough world, and it's scary sometimes. You know, it is. we have young kids, and to think what's happening in this world, what what our kids. I mean, you and I will be gone, and our kids will have to live in a fucked up world that uh, who knows who created, but yeah. it's reality, right? Yeah. <laughs> when you say you and I will be gone, I mean that to me truly is is. When I when people say to me like what's your biggest fear, by far and away number one is is God forbid something happened to me and and these kids these my kids having to grow up with without me around I know it's a it's a crippling I mean dude it is so terrifying even just like you know walking foot on an airplane getting in a car getting in a car going out to a club um, yeah things that we used to do and take for granted and not even think twice about. I mean, my biggest fear, man. I, one of the things that, and if you don't hone it, it it, it would cripple. It could cripple me. So I'm 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 constantly just working on. Okay, you know, you know, I, I think about different things, or I'll breathe different. You know, do some different breathing. Think about the 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 scenario and try to calm myself down. But ever since having kids, for me, man, like the most terrifying thing is like when I get on an airplane, going if this motherfucking airplane goes down. <laughs> oh yeah. If something happens, or or you know, I'm get caught in like some terrorist whatever on the street in new york or anywhere for that matter yeah and i'm not here for my kids man that is horrifying yeah i mean you you can you can think about that easily but if you think if you think about all the possibilities on a regular basis you'll you'll never be able to to live your life right it's true and so so you have to be able to hone that down and and to say listen i can only i can only affect what i can affect and mm -hmm. outside influences shit happens it's just scary to think about it it, it really is especially with kids I mean, oh, you, you know dude it's been so it's been life-changing right i mean yeah listen you have one and i've got three and, and it, yeah. you know what it doesn't make it any i was thinking about this before you came on it doesn't make it any easier or harder in terms of the emotional things that we the moment you have one child that's so dependent on you and it changes you it changes you honestly in so many ways. and you could probably attest to this i the day my son was born 
okay? And people say, people ask questions, you know, like, or they say, they make comments like, having a kid, you'll see, it'll change you, you know, and and I was the stubborn dude saying, dude, I'm not going to, listen, I am who I am, okay? You know, Especially I, you, man. You were you like, know, you know, Don yeah. Juan of Cle- downtown yeah, Cleveland, oh, you know? Yeah, yeah. What's going to change me a little, some little, yeah, right, some little, right. little, little, but dude, little, little Bambino, right? Yeah, right, exactly. But frankly, I mean, it's just intuition, I guess, kicks in. You have that kid, and it all of a sudden, man, it's, it's like literally a switch, it's like that. switch flips, and it's it's just not about you anymore, dude. It's man. not. And nobody, and, and so many people that are listening to this that don't have kids are probably like, these fucking pussies, these fucking these guys, pansies. Dude. What are these what guys are talking these about? Guys the optimal talk life. About it. We're talking what about kind of an life optimal is, life. What this kind of optimal life is kind of that? Boring shit. This shit sucks. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like turning off the radio i know right? fucking throwing the phone against the wall yeah. um i felt the same way man people used to tell me all the time wait till you have your own kids because mm-hmm. it's it'll change you it'll change your life it'll change the way you think it'll change the way you feel it'll change everything the way little things going to the store man picking up food i mean every know, everything changed. everything everything you go to bed at night you don't just go to bed and close your eyes and go, ah, oh, tomorrow I got to, you know, I got to be at the meeting, got to hit the gym, da, 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 yep, you know, yep. you close your eyes going, there's always that in the back of your mind, like, I, my kid needs to stay safe. I got to come home safe. At least that's how it is for me, man. I, don't I know. mean, you know, in this world we live in, as I mentioned before, it's so fucked up that when we grew up, you didn't have kids coming into school with guns and you didn't have these terrorist attacks. I mean, maybe, but they were few and far between. And now it, it's a regular occurrence, and I just I, I couldn't imagine the feeling now being a father of a parent having oh. to go through some of the shit that happens on a regular basis. I mean, it's just it's everywhere now. It's fucking it, crazy. It's, it's so sad and I mean, scary. Crazy, it's a dude. different world. I don't know what it, what has happened. I don't know, man. What has changed? I mean, there's obviously always been violence and, and stuff like that in our society. But somebody made a good point. I was listening to something the other day, and they made a good point. They said, when people don't have anything to live for, easy to then just take a gun, walk down the street, and shoot the kids, you know, a few miles down that have all this great stuff, or walk into a school, or walk into a movie theater, or pick a place, and when you have nothing to live for. And I was thinking to myself, most of these mass shooters, too, or these, these people that are committing terrorist acts, I've never heard of any of them that have children of their own. Never had, think no. about it. These are people that are by themselves. They're loner type people. They've probably never had any real relationships in their life. You know, friends or you right. know, you know, female, romantic, anything. Yeah. And you know, they just they're outcasts in society. They have nothing. I always thought to myself, if they had a child, if they had one child that they had to care for and take care of, do you know change, how many the, the chances the chances of them committing that kind of act. Yeah, in a school, nonetheless, never happened, man. It would never be like uh, the chances would come; it would be so great that they wouldn't do it. The chances would decrease by, I would think, thousands and thousands and thousands of times, because yeah. you you just need something to live for. You know, you just I need mean, something to live for. You know, it's it's look. Just, I've got something going off on my phone right now as we're talking about this Amber Alert. You getting this on your phone too? Probably. Is that unbelievable? Yeah. Did you get it? Yeah. Athens, Ohio, Amber Alert. Great Dodge Journey. 2012 Great Dodge Journey. GJG8892. That's 
pretty fucking ironic as we're talking about this. But again, this is the type of world. You know, the good thing about technology is, at least nowadays, you can find out if something, God forbid, happened. Yeah. An Amber Alert happened 10 years ago. You wait, yeah, you got you got you got to wait until the the newspaper, the newspaper put, puts it on your doorstep. You know, a week later, once they get around to printing it. So, what's a newspaper these days, right? What is a newspaper? I don't know. It's, a <laughs> dinosaur. it's for dinosaurs. You know, I see those things laying on people's uh, driveways <laughs> and like wet plastic wrapped around it. But I'm like, talk about a thing of 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 the past. That's, oh yeah, that's, that's becoming extinct. If it if it isn't already, it's it probably is. It probably is. But you know, it's uh, back to the thing with the kids. It's just and the 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 shootings the violence the society our kids have to live in too man is just it's going to be much different than the way you and I grew up did you i i don't i don't think i did all through high school had a cell phone i if i had a cell phone it was my parents and i, I would had borrow it like oh, i had a page yeah, or I had a page or maybe 17 eight, yeah yeah uh but nowadays i mean kids just have so much at their fingertips with social media with um, all the different outlets that they they're exposed to that normally a kid would not be exposed to, and that as a father is one of my biggest fears because um, you can only protect your kids so far. Right. At some point, you got to let them live and experience. But there's just so much shit out there mm-hmm. that you never know what a kid's going to see. Yeah. You never know what they're going to hear. I mean, you I, never you never when you went to school did you ever. When you went to class, did you ever once think someone's going to come in with a gun to the no, school? No. I bet you every single student in America these days feels that way when they go to school. And now, and now, when I was a kid, we used to do, you know, like a tornado drill, right? Mm. I can guarantee you that pretty much every school has a uh, terrorist threat or a school shooting threat, uh, you know, scenario that they practice on. How to be safe during that? I mean, right. think about that's that. what we had to practice was like a fire drill, fire or drill, tornado, or a tornado. Drill, now, which never now, happened. Right, never yeah. happened. Now they got to practice uh, if some kid comes in, active shooter up the school. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's I what mean, they're doing what now. The active kind of shooter training. Active that's, shooter training. Bulletproof glass. Dude, that's what I said. Metal detectors. I, I mean, I, that's it's a know. completely different. And, and, and again, it goes back to the question: is why within twenty years? I mean, something's changed. Why within 20 years ha- has it changed so drastically? That's the question. You know, I think that, I and I think the answer is social media. Really? As much of a blessing, I believe, in a forum that social media is to really to connect with people, to get your message out there. It has the adverse effect on negative things as well, right? So like, for instance, I mean... You'd see you'd see the active shooters, you know, Columbine. That was 20 years ago, right? right. That was like the first school shooting. You wouldn't be able to see that um, if you weren't watching the news, right? But mm-hmm. now, now a kid that's got Facebook or that's got uh, whatever the social media outlet is could see that there was, you know, some random shooting here or there. I mean, they're just exposed to more. Yeah. Right? Well, and not I only mean, that, it's exposure. It's exposure. And, and I'm not blaming social media. I I think it's a good yeah. outlet, but I think that's why you have so much of it and the frequencies there. I that's yeah. a good question. Yeah, good I don't question, know. Bro. I mean, I agree with I agree with you that there's there's a negative effect associated with the social media. There's a negative effect associated with um, the exposure. People being able to see it, but I don't think it's necessary. Yes, I think what you're saying is there's copycats. 
Yeah. And, you know, oh, hey, this guy, you know, he got all this notoriety. He shot up a school. He killed 10 people. Um, his name's on the news. No one ever cared about him, but now everyone says his name. Everyone knows his name. Right. And then, and then you hear this fucker from Parkland. You see this? He's getting a, he's getting this, this dude from Parkland's getting, um, love letters and shit in jail. Have you seen this? Like, no, like girls that are completely obsessed with them. And, uh, really? Oh yeah. 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 Go check him. Google it. Google it. That dude that from almost. Parkland that just shot up the school last couple months ago. He's getting love letters from girls in school going, You're 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 you know, you you're a kind soul. I the moment I saw your pretty face on TV, I fell in love with you. Like so creepy just, motherfuckers. Just think about dude. how fucked up that kid is. Yeah. Can you imagine the fucking yeah. broad Could you imagine? fucking telling that kid he's Or hot. dudes. There was or dude. Dude. I don't I, I heard, yeah. I mean I think there's dudes sending a fucking love letter. Hey. Hey, the dude probably uh, never felt so good in his life, man. He probably never had anybody talk to him like that's that. That's the th- you know? and that's the thing. So then you get some other kid that's looking at the situation going huh i'm a fucking outcast i'm a loser i hate everybody i'll show people i hate everyone this kid got all this notoriety and now I'm look at him i'm gonna one-up him whereas 15 yeah. 20 years ago that person may or may not have gotten notoriety something happens there wasn't you know you didn't, there wasn't all this kind of exposure right. nobody gave a fuck i think there's definitely something to that but i also think that there's with the exposure piece that people are seeing other people's lives yeah, and they're seeing they're seeing first of all ninety nine percent of which is made up. I mean, fantasy, fantasy world. Like, right. oh, look at this kid lives a great who's, life. Who's posting, He's posting real world picture, problems on, right, on right, social right. media? Who's posting like <laughs> pictures of you and your like like your uh, significant other getting in an argument? Or right. If right. you're in high school, for example, who's posting shit like of their mom yelling at them down the right? Spe- right you know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like everything's like a glamorous shot at a nice right. restaurant overlooking the beach. You don't see the backside of what people. But these through, fucking right. kids see all this yeah. crazy shit, and you know, and and again, you can see how it happens. I mean, I the shit that we see too. It's like, you know, you see a, a person post a picture from like some sunny island, and you're stuck back at home. You're like, God <laughs> damn it, man, my life sucks. You'd be like, yeah. what the fuck, and, you know? Sucks, so think about man. if you're like 16, 18, 21 years old, you've never had real, any real relationships, any real friends. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. you are on social media. You're seeing everyone else's grandiose, glamorous life. Which is that's the way it looks, even though that's not really the case. It's only fueling the fact that making you feel worse about yourself. It is. It yeah. has to be. I'm, no question. I, I, I think that to me that I agree with the the, the exposure part in terms of copycats and the, the that, that kind of thing, the the notoriety and the exposure piece from the fact that hey, you know, everyone else seems to be living this great life, but except for me, right? So I right. have nothing left to live for. Yeah. What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? You know. Right. Right, and then you have these assholes that are going into the schools. You saw the uh, the kid from the pancake house or the waffle house. Yeah, this past week. Yeah, I mean, for what? I don't. I don't even know the details of it yet. But walks into a waffle house, pulls up in his truck at two two three in the morning in Nashville. Yeah, and, and just starts shooting people outside. Goes inside, starts shooting people with an AK. With an AK, some dude thankfully like jumps on him and, and yep. wrestles him away. And he, the kid ran away and was missing for like two days. They had finally they finally caught him in the woods. So for no reason. So I read this backstory on this kid, and uh, I don't know if it was federal authorities or state authorities had confiscated some of his guns. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Somehow his yeah. one of his, his dad somehow got the guns back and actually gave them back to the kid, and those were the weapons he ended up fucking killing. How fucked up with. is that? I mean, talk How about fucked up talk is that? about 
And they're looking at going after his dad, too. I think so, yeah. Yeah, because his dad committed a crime, which they say could be a felony. I mean, it's just fucking wild, man. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's everywhere. It's almost like it's every week or every month you're going to turn on the news. You're going to see some type of horrific act. And I, and I also wonder, part of it is, it is it is it has a lot of this shit been going on throughout the world for, you know, a hundred years? We Probably. just never knew. Not the exposure. We just never knew. Right. We just exposure. never knew. So there's that piece to it as well. Yeah. Exposure. The yeah. exposures, it, it's uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. So back back to any, anyway, this crazy life. The the, the kids, you know, you're, you're going to be due for number two soon, man. If you don't hop on that train, uh, you're going to be due for two. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think uh, you know, my wife and I, we're uh, we like the one right now. You know, yeah. we can we can uh, one can sit on the sidelines and handle handle the babe once. Once it's one on one, there's nobody gets the downtime, and then shit, bro. I don't know how you do three. It's insane, I mean, man. It's tough. You know? It's tough. I've been in a. You just have to grind through it. Uh, obviously, we're not the first nor the last to have three. There's people that have six. <laughs> I was and, one of three. Yeah, I was one of three. Like, yeah. you know, but when you live a, an active lifestyle like we do, yeah, and you've got all these moving parts. We don't just come home and the kids sit around all night. Our kids are involved in activities out of out of school. They've got friends. You know, then you've got the baby. It's like it's crazy, man. It's like it it's is. literally it's literally nonstop. Sometimes I go, oh man, Jimmy's just got one. <laughs> that <laughs> that lucky yeah. son of a bitch. See, yeah. see, I think people people say, when are you going to have two and three and and more? When they have you guys going to have two one I, more? You think? Or, I'd like or, to. I'd like to have a little girl. I like to have Daddy's uh, little girl. You have to tell me about yeah. that. Man. It's gotta be, you know, <laughs> it's a certain position. You just uh, gotta. You yeah. just gotta uh, find yeah. the right spot. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, we like. We like to have. Uh, although you know, I say I'd like to have Daddy's little girl. I mean, at the end of the day, you have a healthy child. That's all that counts, right? Say that again. Yeah, it's a. You know, you have a healthy child. That's right. all that matters. Exactly. Right? But if it I doesn't had, if I could pick have. and choose, I'd I'd have a little girl and call it a day. We'd be two and done, and right? Then, and then uh, go from there. Yeah, yeah. Be, <laughs> the the hardest part is starting starting over again. Just getting, you know, just starting because it's such a long process, man. It it's is such a long, brutal process. I mean, listen, I walk in, I walk into your home today, and you say your daughter's almost, you said eight years old. And she's, you know, she's self-sufficient. She's playing on her, her videos. And at two years old, where my son is, he's just starting to do stuff, right? And yeah. so that first two years of life, you're going through it with your baby. It's, it's just, it's it a lot sucks. of, yeah, there's it nothing sucks, going on. Man. There's no, there. you know, you could look at your kids, you know, oh, your kids, you know, beautiful and cute and but there's no interaction there, really. No. For at least a the lot first of crying, years, a lot, a of, lot crying. of whining. Yeah. You've got all these other responsibilities and you've right. got a constant wah, wah, wah in the background. I mean, just think about that for like 700 straight days. Like wah, wah, wah every fucking second. And you're trying to like live your life and See, all you hear is, eh, you know, like that's like just. That's why we're pumping the brakes on number it's two. Ter- <laughs> it's I'm, terrifying. I don't want to hear that wah, wah, wah. It's, Maybe for, you know. How old is your uh, son now? He's two. He's two, yeah. He just turned yeah. two. Be a good age difference, about three years, though. Yeah. You know, that'd be yeah. a good age difference. You yeah. don't want to wait too long. The problem is waiting too long is that once you're really out of it, then, then it's then like, it's, holy shit. Like, like your son's four or five years changed. old. They're like, oh, my life God. altering. We what did I do what that? What the fuck for? was I doing? Like, right. I, we were in it. We should have just done it. Right. It's a tough It's a tough decision, man. I mean, it's there's, tough. The, there's tough. no formula, man. No. There's pros and cons. You got to do what's right for you guys, what's right for the family. So, anyways, you went from the nightlife scene. 
And then did you go right into commercial real estate from Synergy or what were you doing? So I um I went uh I went into work uh with my dad in the family business. My dad's in the steel industry and just trying to figure out my next move, right? And frankly, I didn't have a direction. Uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do, uh, but I did know that I liked interaction with people through the club business, and um, I liked communicating with people. And and so, um, you know, I went through a short stint with uh, my dad's business. Uh, it wasn't for me. Uh, the steel business yeah. wasn't for me. I can't get my hands dirty, man. You got to yeah. get your hands dirty in the steel business. It's just not for me. Right. But uh. But I figured sales is my thing. Uh, and so I got into uh, commercial real estate at the end of um, 2000. So 2008, which was the oh, worst you've time. You've been doing that for eight yeah. years already, huh? Yeah, wow. ten, 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the good part about when I got into the industry was um, the developer I went to work for in 2008 was pretty much when the market tanked, right? And okay. so. Uh, the developer had the time to coach me a little bit uh, because he wasn't as busy as he would normally be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I got a one-on-one education from one of the biggest developers in town. Which was who uh, was Guy, Guy's Companies. Okay. Yeah. Uh, huge builder, developer. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so uh, so I worked there for uh, close to five years um, and always had my mind set on commercial brokerage. And the great part about real estate is you can ask anybody in real estate, but what I like the most is that there's no two transactions that are the same. Mm-hmm. There's no properties that are the same. You got similar like type properties, but it keeps you on your toes, right? Right. I can't I'm not the type of guy that could punch a clock and and build widgets every day and and uh, do something that's uh, monogamous as far as uh, at work. And so real estate, that's, it, it was the opportunity to do something that was, now, how, how did you even was, get into the door? How do you get your foot in the door in that, in that? So I, I had, uh, I just had a buddy who, um, I actually met, uh, through the club business that was in There's real that estate. Networking thing. There's the yeah. networking yep. thing, right? Uh, and he, he had a, a, a friend developer that was looking to expand a portion of his business. Um, Frankly, he took a flyer on me because I had no experience, yeah. but he liked my personality. That's where, you know, yeah, that, and that's and that's where it comes. And that's personality comes gets you in the door sometimes. That's you know? it. So well, how do you? How, you know, the most successful people in the world aren't aren't the ones that are, uh, uh, you know, getting straight A's necessarily. Not the ones with the IQs of a hundred and fit whatever whatever those big IQs are. Yeah, it's the people that know how to. Do you know how to connect? You know, I think people generally like me right and that goes a long way right even if whatever you're doing if if you're liked you know you're going to be more successful than than if people don't like you especially in a sales business yes you know because sales is all about referrals sales oh, is yeah. about you know yeah. Yeah. you never heard of like a, a successful real estate agent or attorney or or anyone for that matter in those types of fields especially where there's a commission you never heard of the successful real estate agent that no one liked no, because no one's going to work with you. Who the fuck's going to work? Yeah, you, know, you got to you yeah. got to work with somebody that you like, man. It's all yeah. about it's all about networking. That's it, man. I have, I've had this is our twenty sixth episode, and I would say twenty of them at least. We've talked about networking. We've talked about relationships. We mm-hmm. talk about 
getting yourself out there, shaking hands, talking to people, you know. That's it. You want to be successful, go fucking go go meet some people face to face. Be persistent. Be respectful, but be persistent. Yeah. And and, uh, and you know, and if you get people to like you, you're you're gonna do okay. All Absolutely. Right? And especially in a town like Cleveland, where you're not in New yeah. York or you're yeah. not, not in, in LA, LA. Yeah. where it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter your personality. You're so you're removed from a transit transaction because yeah. it's based upon dollars and cents. There's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of inter, more interaction in a smaller market because. There's not there. There's not as many options, right? There's not. Um, you got to be out in front of your clients, right? Mm-hmm. Your clients aren't, you know, uh, investment companies that are in uh, Hong Kong or mm-hmm. in New York or they're they're guys that live in Cleveland that probably that could have owned real estate. Um, their parents could have owned it, handed handed it down to them type of scenario, and and those are the relationships that you build because. What I'm seeing in the real estate industry now is a lot of the developers have passed the torch on to second and third generation kids. And I say kids, but younger age guys right, like, like our age. Yeah. Right. And so if you're not likable, you're never going to start a relationship that. with those guys. Yeah, right. Yeah. So uh, I got to tell you, man, real estate in Cleveland is, is com- on the commercial side is hot because it's, it's becoming a popular town. Uh, yeah. More popular. We're certainly out of the shadow of what we used to be. Mm-hmm. Mistake on the lake and right. all that other bullshit. I think um, we got a ways to go, but the good part is it's an active market. And the bottom line is it's you can get into real estate um, in the Cleveland market for a low, lower price yeah. point. Like if you, it's then great if value. You were, yeah, it's, it's a great a, value, it's a value market, right? You know? How, what, what what exactly is a commercial real estate agent versus like a, a residential? What what do you guys so, think is different? So I mean, you know, people people think you're a and when I say I'm a commer- I'm a real estate broker, I like I always define that I'm commercial because I don't I don't deal with buying or selling houses. I deal with uh, selling commercial properties, buildings, uh, leasing space. If you're a business, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and frankly. The reason why I got into commercial is because I've always been intrigued by real estate. Period. But the fact that uh, there's a different there's a different mindset with residential real estate because when you're buying and selling a home, there's a lot of emotions involved. Okay, and so I could speak on that. So yeah. you know, yeah, man, yeah, you yeah. just went through it. You know, mm-hmm. you guys felt the highs and lows of it's residential terrible, real estate. It's a terrible process. And so. You know, I don't know who your agent is, but it's managing that on a daily daily basis. When it comes to commercial real estate, comes down it's a business decision, right? Whether you want to sell a building, buy a building, lease a building, it's a business decision. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's mm-hmm. emotions involved, but it's not like it's not like man, I raised my kids in this place, right. and you know, right, it's right, like, right. and so. Um, but you guys you are know, doing the same kind of things, right? Same, same yeah, kind of things. It's this. It's the same basic principles. It's the same, okay? yeah. Same basic mm-hmm. principles. A lot of what we do is based upon uh, price per square foot, price per pound, um, you know, price per acre. Same shit. Yeah. Same shit yeah. in residential. Is it Just, the same test? Is, is it one resident? It's one test, yeah. It's one test, right? It's one test. Just yeah. Ohio property laws, one real Ohio, estate yeah, uh, Ohio, agency. Yeah, you take... You, you take um, 
You take your classes at Hans Rose College. Yeah, you can do it in like two weeks. Do it in a couple weeks. Do it online you take even. a test. Frankly, a lot of the a lot probably ninety percent of the test is uh, primarily uh, based and revolved around residential real oh, estate. Oh, really? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And I don't know the percentage of residential to commercial agents in the state of Ohio, but I would say that it's probably at least 50, 60 times more residential agents. Oh, I would agents, imagine. That's, maybe 100. Why is that? Know. And it seems like commercial is so dominated by the men. Why yeah, is it, that? I think, um, I think it's because you're dealing with um, you're dealing with business owners, right? You're dealing with property owners, real estate owners. And typically that's, that's a man, that's a, a, a man that's in that position. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and this is just speculation, but I would say that, you know, if, if you're, if you own a business and, and, uh, you're looking for an agent, you probably would trust, you know, some, some dude that, you know, um, over some, you know, it just doesn't random. seem like there's a lot of females that there's even not, go into the commercial yeah, side. I mean, I don't even, you know, and and honestly, I don't know, I don't know the the uh, complete reasoning behind it. Yeah. But I got to tell you, if you're like a decent, halfway decent looking woman, and you know how to talk, and you're smart, and you've got a little spunk to you, and you've got that license, it might not be a bad thing to I, take, take a look at the other side. I know? I agree with you. You know, because the the, the residential you. side is so uh, what watered down. What am I looking? What's the word? I'm looking, you know, saturated. Saturated. Yeah. yeah. Saturated. I think because there's a perception that uh, if you're a female and you get a real estate license, that you could be successful at selling houses, right? Because you see so many, you know, so many people try to get into it that just don't have don't have the communication skills or don't have the personality for it, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, frankly, I know that some of the biggest producers in New York City, actually for the parent company I work for, Cushman and Wakefield, uh, biggest producers in New York are women. Really? In commercial, yeah. I think wow. the number one commercial agent in New York is a woman. Well, because you're uh, you're a, the the big fish in a small pond, in a small pond of female uh right competitors, you know. Yeah. Let, let's not pretend that that doesn't exist. No. I mean, you know. No. No. So, you know, if you there's not there's not if you're looking to stand out in the crowd. That's if you're it. looking to wear the pink dress when all the guy everyone else is wearing the black suit, you know, and and you're stick out like a sore thumb. I mean, it's not a bad And, op- and I'm bad not op- saying and frankly, I you know, I think <coughs> I think there's an avenue for women to to be successful in commercial. I'm not saying that they can't be successful. Oh, I'm totally, just saying, totally. I'm just saying for they whatever just don't reason, go there. They whatever don't go. reason it's they weird. don't go there. It's strange. They don't it, it, go. You know, I think residential is probably a little more comfortable. You're yeah. dealing with families. The women like being. You they, know, yeah, exactly. Right. It's not as cutthroat. Potentially, it's not as high. Uh, you know, stress. You're dealing. You're dealing with multi-million dollar transactions. You're dealing yeah. with businesses, corporations, uh, yeah. equity groups, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and it's and a different selling a house. Audience. You know, you get in front of a, a fellow wife or um, a mother or somebody that you can yeah you know, relate, you, you relate to, to you more, start playing the emotional play, shit yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. where most women feel comfortable let's just right. call it, you know be honest yeah you know, that's where they yeah. that's the sweet spot but again it's a good option a good option for people that haven't considered that that might have their you know there's no question what, what do you got what's a typical day like for you i know there's no such thing as a typical day but what do you where do you find you know you're focusing most of your time i it, earlier in my career i i focused a lot on you gotta you gotta put in the sweat equity in in real estate what that means is you got to hammer phones i mean just like any sales job 
you got to cold call. You got to try to. Really? Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Cold call who? Who are you, you calling? You're calling You're calling anybody from building owners that you say that, you know, you, you want to represent them or you have a buyer for their building. Or you're calling companies that um, may be out to market looking for space. Um, you're calling... Uh, you're calling investment companies that are looking to buy real estate. I mean, you're looking for, uh, if you represent a property, you're calling potential tenants. Um, you gotta, you gotta put in that sweat equity. And then, and, and what are you basically like, like someone that's just starting out in the industry? They're calling that's what somebody, they're doing. They're calling, and what are they saying? Hey, I'm, they're saying, hey, I'm Joe Blow from, hey, uh, you know, I, I would say that, um, you know, I'm, I'm Jim Kravanek. I'm with Cushman and Wakefield, which is a national, it's actually a global company. It's the second biggest real estate company in the world to CBRE. And I'm saying I'm with Cushman and Wakefield affiliate company, Cresco. I'm calling you today uh, to see if I could service any of your real estate needs. Uh, are you guys looking for more space? You lo- are you happy in the building you're in? Are you um, outgrowing the space? Are you looking to downsize? I mean, what was the, what, what was the most, what was the, <laughs> what, what was the, what was the typical reaction on t- the other? I mean, listen, typical reaction is I'm not the person to talk to yeah, type of deal. And you get bounced around down, seven, yeah. you know, you get bounced around until, know, they bounce you, until they bounce you out of the circle somehow, yeah. somehow out of the circle. What I, what I honestly, what I'd tell somebody new in real estate is if you get one, if you can talk out of 10 people, if you cold call 10 people, if you actually get the ear of the one decision maker, I think I think you're doing well because most people yeah. will hang up the phone. Yeah. Most people won't put you through to who you need to speak to. And frankly, you know, a lot of people won't take a flyer on a cold call. Yeah. Well, you know? I, I wouldn't. It's, I, mean, I wouldn't I, either. I know how it is, man. I get cold calls I'm all the calling, time from yeah, people. You know, so, I mean, it's... You know, and different things. Not real estate necessarily related, but I'm getting cold yeah. calls on a bunch of crazy shit. I'm like, dude, there you just go. hang up the phone. I have hang no clue. I have no time for this. You right, know? right. And so, and so that, so getting into the industry, you do a lot of that. I don't do as much of that anymore right. uh, because of the volume that uh, I do now, but... Um, you know, I think between myself and um, my partners, uh, we we have probably north of a hundred listings, and that listings meaning we have a hundred commercial properties that we either have on the market for sale or for lease. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. And in addition to that, we also do what we call a tenant rep, right? And so, if your company, your family company, is looking for new space, you outgrew your current space, we would rep you as a tenant rep and we go out in the market and we'd find uh, a new space, right? Sure, sure. So uh so there's different avenues. Um there's there's different avenues and and certainly in my career now I'm not in the same spot where you're starting right, up. And so a typical day back to your question of a typical day, you know, I get in the office and and frankly Real estate guys typically aren't the early risers. Um, I don't mind. I I'm not that. I'm not that. But I probably more so because I got a little kid that wakes up at six in the morning right. every day. So naturally, I'm up. So these guys but, start usually a little bit later in the day. Yeah, they work yeah. bankers' hours, man. Yeah. You know, Nine, 10 o'clock. yeah. So I figure if I get in early and I, you know, I I, I get started uh, on my day a couple hours b- before my competitors, I got a couple hours up on these guys, right? No doubt. And so, um, 
So I spend a lot of time um, either uh, working the the current relationships that I have, um, or you know, working on proposals and and doing uh, showing real estate. I love to show real estate. You know, some guys uh, that are further along in their career, they're just they're not excited about showing yeah. real estate. I like showing it because. I got my I got my shtick that I I I got my my selling speech right. that I like to put on you know yeah and you like to give you like to you I turn like it the interaction a little bit yeah turn it yeah, on yeah. and that's the interaction I like yeah, it you no know doubt. what I mean no doubt that's uh, so it's riveting for for sure yeah yeah and and it's just it's a it's fulfilling when when you close the big transactions in commercial because they're fruit they're usually very fruitful oh you know? no doubt but they're certainly no uh they take they could take a while c- too, certainly right? more failures than successes well, in every and, business though and it t- and and listen these days uh, you know these transactions they take so fucking long yeah. because everybody's got to touch put their hands on on a project right everybody's got to justify that they were involved you get you get attorneys involved that um you know they're charging per hour. They got it. You know you they have no incentive. They have no incentive you, you, to close fast. They got no incentive to close fast. They're looking to bill hours. Uh-huh. Somet- and sometimes mm-hmm. the look market. At, look at the Italian. The Italianos coming out of you. See, I'm like getting, he's, he's getting a little. Uh, getting a little. Fun starting to talk a little bit. Uh, I'm a little more of an accent. Over I know. There. <laughs> well, I'm now. Now I'm getting my blood started there to boil goes, thinking about these attorneys that are spe- <laughs> that are killing my deals, man. They're just. <laughs> you know, one in real estate, I learned early. Uh, I, I don't I don't remember who told me this first, but you hear it consistently. Time kills all deals, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's, it's a conflict. Truth, it's when you're bringing in the attorneys, it's a truth. Whose uh, who's, who's goal is to get more billable hours and take their time, and you uh-huh. guys are trying to close, close, close. Right. So you have these conflicting, you know, heads hey, butting. I'm contingency uh, based, man. Yeah. I don't get paid unless the real estate closes. But that's the whole industry. That's it, right? I mean, there's that's the that's whole industry, it. top to bottom. That's it. Yeah, you know, that's interesting. What do you focus? What do you what do you specialize in? Um, I'm doing a lot of um, I'm doing a lot of downtown stuff because. You know, it's it's a hot market right now. You like know? what? Like uh, so, warehouses or what so? You- uh, for instance, we just um, uh, we just sold. So I represented K and D, which is a big developer downtown. They just sold a, a commercial building, fifty five thousand square feet um, in the Stonebridge, uh, right there in the flats where Stonebridge apartments yeah, are. Yeah. So uh, we, my team, we represented the. The buyer and the seller. Wow. Okay, so it was a good transaction there. Mm-hmm. But now we have a fifty-five thousand square foot building that's vacant that we need to fill for the new owners, right? Gotcha. So I mean, that's a that's a typical scenario that mm-hmm. um, you know. So and then how do you market that? Like so, what, 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 you know, we do. I mean, we do email blasts. We do um, we do print um, marketing. Probably flyers, use the social social media. Yeah. We have you come know, on the you podcast. Got, you can come on the podcast. Yeah. I'm I'm selling my services. You know, <laughs> you got to do whatever it takes, yeah. right? If, All if it I takes gotta, is that one person, too. I mean, that's, that's it. it. It's one person. If I got to pick up the phone and and you know and call a cold call or a lot of times where I'm at now, it's not a cold call. There's already there's already somebody that says, "Hey, this group's interested in space." So it's not technically a cold call, 
But it's a cold call in the fact that I don't know that. They guy don't know from, you personally, but it's a, it's a good you know? lead. It's a legit lead. Yeah. Whereas yeah. before you're calling yeah. people, you don't even know if they need. So it's it. doing yeah. a lot of that. Yeah. It's doing yeah. a lot of that. But frankly, you know, it's the same scenario. I'm, uh, I'm selling myself sometimes more than I'm selling a piece of real estate of because of course somebody's somebody's got to like like you sometimes just to yeah. communicate with you and that and that gets you a long way and you know what so. the real estate itself it's not about necessarily the real estate piece because nothing's going to be perfect for anybody right i mean right. the ideal piece for this company or this group it doesn't exist you'd have to build that right, right. you have to build it to there and that's not going to happen so yeah a lot of times what you're doing is yeah, they they feel comfortable. They get they get used to the you know the yeah. the relationship, and they go, okay, hey, we've got we've got limited options. This yeah. is my guy, Jimmy's telling me this is what and we got to do. And do they call you Jim or Jimmy? What do you go by? Usually, I go by Jim. Just Jim, it sounds yeah. more official. I yeah. don't know. You know, yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy's Jimmy synergy. Jimmergy. You know? <laughs> yeah, but when you start doing your little spiel, that's where Jimmy comes out. That's man. right. That's, uh, that's right. That's got to be. But it. if you don't know, if you don't know me, the, my past, then you don't know that person. That's right. right. They that's just right. think that's just Jim. That's, that's just Jim. That's, that's just James. Jim. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the industry as a whole is is very healthy right now. Uh, Cleveland's got a lot of good shit going on, um, and it's a good time for commercial real estate. I just hope that there's some staying power. You know, because right, right. real estate, just like a lot of other industries, is cyclical. Oh yeah, we're hot right now, but could go to the tank. Look just what as happened, fast like you said, back up, in '08. Yeah. I mean, ten years ago, the whole thing collapsed. Ten years prior to that, you know, give or take, whatever. It goes in these peaks and valleys, kind of thing. You want to ride it while it's the, you know, while it's peaking, and that's it, man. What do you do when it dips into a valley? Like, what happens? That's a good question. You, I have, you haven't experienced. I haven't that. experienced that yet. Yeah. So you know, you just hope that. That uh, you kill it, you kill it enough when it's hot, where you, you sustain sustainability, yeah. or, or figure out something else to do. I think um, Cleveland as a whole, there's a lot of positive shit going on in Cleveland. Okay, and it's bringing a lot of attention to to the city. Uh, but frankly, we haven't increased our population as much as we need to. Right. And right, so, that's the problem. That's the problem. We can't we can't? We're not attracting the young people to come back. We're not the, attracting the twenty five to you know, thirty five year olds. We're that, not attracting you them know, back yet. Twenty five to thirty five year olds. Like you know, when I graduated college, I could I could probably name you know fifty people that I know that moved to Chicago for mm-hmm. jobs. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck! If the jobs were here in Cleveland, why would you move to Chicago? This is where you're from, right? So. So it's it's trying to retain the good talent. It's trying to attract millennials. It's trying to attract new businesses, which slowly but surely we're evolving. Yeah. But it's fucking slow moving, yeah, man. Know, it's, you it's, know, yeah. it's, it's it's tough. And, it's and, tough. Cleveland's a tough sell still. You know, man. just like just like um, you know, just like uh, you know, I remember when um, when our rate when people used to listen to radio stations right and and there'd be songs that were released on the radio in cleveland that have been on the coast for like you know, <laughs> two three two three months they're like right. old news right and we're going what the fuck it, is this Whoa, like, this well, that's, shit's that's hot man shit. what is that oh, be like is that, that, that yeah. it's true too what you're yeah. saying that's 100 so true. so it's you know i mean we don't we don't claim we don't claim we're a new york or a chicago or uh an l.a 
But you know, frankly, you know, Cleveland's very appealing. It is, know? man. It's a it's a very affordable place to cost live. Cost like of living's awesome. Cost of living you know? is especially driven by the real estate market. I yeah, mean, cost of living is very very inexpensive comparative to many other bigger places. Markets. Yeah, you can get some ridiculous kind of properties here for prices that in like you know New York or or even you know smaller places in Philadelphia, a million dollars, for example, gets you. Practically, I mean, nothing crazy. I mean, Half a million crazy. dollars is probably going to get you like a two bedroom, maybe a one bedroom. I mean, right? I mean, and that's Philly. And then you take another step up and you look at a, like a New York, oh, like yeah, a fucking San Fran. It's insane. How the, f- you know, what I, what I, I love watching, you know, the million dollar listing shows and shit because it's like, who, who are actually, I want to know what these people are actually doing for a living. Okay? Yeah, they're, they're paying cash. And they're paying cash, $20, 30000000 million yeah. in closing in, in 10 days it's on insane, a piece man. of real estate. It's, it's like, fuck. Yeah, it's like, where, where, Bro, are, these what are, people, we where are these people? What are we doing <laughs> wrong? I, mean, I don't get it, man. Here no, we are no. sitting <laughs> Hey, man, I appreciate you coming on. It's yeah. all, always good to catch up. Um, People want to reach you, you know. What, what do you, where, where do they reach you guys? You're, you know, business yeah. Wise. So, um, you know, if you have any commercial real estate needs, whether it's you own a property, you want to sell it, you're looking to buy a property that's, um, you know, a redevelopment or a buying investment property, you want to park some cash somewhere, or you're a tenant, you want to you want to find a new home for your business. Uh, Cresco Real Estate, C R E S C O Real Estate is. Um, is the name of the company and um shoot me uh all my contact info is there uh my email is j last name Kravanic, k-r-i-v as in victor a-n as in nancy e-k at cresco real estate.com and uh I'll hook you up. I'll take care of you. That's all. And you're with uh, Cush. What is it? Cushman? Cush Cushman and Wakefield. Cushman so, and Wakefield. One of the, one of the top firms in the whole country, like you said. Top, top two. Uh, size. Second, second biggest. biggest. Second biggest real estate company in the world. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. So come man. on over. We'll take care of you. you. Guys are uh, one of the best. I see you guys all over town. Everywhere that's I'm driving, it, I see I see the name everywhere. That's it. Um, I see you getting awards, accolades, you know, the hey, hot I'm just up, trying up to cover. I'm just and, trying uh, to make it, man. That's you're it. doing great, man. You're doing great. Uh, brother, we will be staying in touch. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate hey, it. Appreciate it, man. Thanks. Absolutely. And thank you for listening to a, another episode of The Optimal Life. Really appreciate the support. And uh, if you guys enjoy what you're listening to and enjoy what you're hearing, as always, please click subscribe and give us the five-star rating so we can continue to elevate the podcast within Apple Podcasts and everywhere else that the podcast is played and provided. And uh, leave us a comment. Leave us feedback. You could, uh, we're always open to feedback, whether it's positive or negative. So, uh, you know, we want to do whatever we can to improve the show. And if there's something that we're missing, then let us know. You could reach me also on Instagram at Nathan Haber. And uh, again, I know that you have a lot of listening options these days. There's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of people sharing different things. So if you are listening to this podcast and if you're a loyal listener to this podcast, from the bottom of my heart, I want to just say thank you. Uh, very grateful for that. And uh, we're going to continue providing you guys with the best content possible so that we can continue to live an optimal life and be our optimal and best selves. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks.